Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Justine. And I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Same Brain Podcast. We have a special guest today. In person. But first, roll the intro. Okay. Phil Spencer's here. Phil Spencer is here in person. Hello. Thank you for being here. Thanks for nailing that intro. That was fantastic. <laughs> we were a little concerned about it. I wasn't sure if it was going to happen or not, but I think we did it. I think you've done it before. The amount of times we've messed up that intro, mm-hmm. it's, it's embarrassing. It's great to be here. I think it's our first time in person. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, we've done. This is our third time of you being on the same brain. You were our first guest ever on our wow. podcast, which was brave of you to say yes to that. How did I do? What do we give me? It was great. It was no, great. C minus? A plus. No, is, come on. Wait, that was the one where you had the Xbox Series S hidden on your bookshelf, oh. right? I don't know. My bookshelf gets me in trouble, so I shouldn't talk about that. Yes. There's nothing behind me now, right? This is not my bookshelf. <laughs> I cannot hide anything behind me. But let's just say you did it on purpose, and you came out later and told us, and we still didn't know, and that was, to this day, I have trust it issues. It was on purpose, and it was to the ire of my PR team, who I'm going to go like this, because they're over there. Oh, they're like, like they, they knew but didn't want to admit it. But I said, let's see how long this can stay here. And, you know, I last the whole time. It's I mean, good. nobody would have known because it was no, so slim, it was too. sitting sideways, so small. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. I remember when we found out you, like, hurry up and did, like, an edit. And I, I did. Was, like, <laughs> we were just, like, freaking out. But So how many episodes is this? If I was first and then somewhere I was in the middle. We're around, like, 55 episodes. That's good. Congrats. Close, yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah. maybe 60. We haven't posted a few of them, which is also a sensitive subject. Yeah. It's sensitive. Yeah. I, I was supposed to finish editing it, like, months ago, yeah. and I still haven't done it, but... <laughs> It'll be here, guys. How do you deal with content? Like, because it ages. Like, here's our Xbox 360 review. Like, how do you? <laughs> what, I mean, could you imagine? This was a Rivian podcast. So we, uh, we were inside the, one of the Rivians. So still, people don't really have them yet. Mm-hmm. The SUV no, they're one. hard to get. Yeah. So I think it's still timely. It would have done way better six months ago, but we're still I, I know. I think Rivian is still, because now people can kind of order them. Yes. Yeah. It's probably more timely now. Well, I was like wearing winter gear at the time because it was cold. We were in Yosemite. Yeah. So now it's like actually timely. It'll true. look like we shot yeah. it now. Yeah. This is true. This is true. So it's really funny actually just thinking back to, you know, the Xbox Series S wasn't even out yet. And I know you have them floating throughout this house. You have the Xbox X right here. And we're coming up on how many years since it's been released? Two years. Two, right? Two wow. years. And we still don't have enough in the market. That's right? a, It's that's still a hard point. to find. But yeah. yes, the S, the smaller one, our hidden one. That one's a little bit easier to find. But yeah, coming up on two years since launch, it's been fun. It's been crazy. Like through COVID, obviously, it's had its own impact on things. But I think it's important to think back to the things that the team's accomplished in the launches. And it's been a fun two years. I was just going to say, I feel like during COVID, I think a lot of people may have discovered video games yeah, for the first absolutely. time, possibly. We see that. Yeah. You're used to going outside. You're used to connecting with your friends, hanging out at the playground, whatever we did um, as kids. And now... All of that goes away. Now you're stuck at home and gaming became a real social outlet for a lot of people. And I think I was I was proud to see our industry get to go do that. And we brought in a lot of new players as an industry. It's not really an Xbox thing, but as an industry, it was a time for uh, where a lot of people found 
that gaming could be a great way to stay connected. For sure. I mean, we've been gaming since, you know, we've been old enough to hold a controller, but now that we're adults, we have other things to do. And I, I appreciated being literally stuck at home and being like, I can actually play games it's right an now. Excuse. And it's okay. Like, yeah. obviously it was terrible what was going on, but having the freedom, it like brought back my love of playing video games. And now I'm like, I need to make more time for this because this actually brings me a lot of happiness. So it's been, it's been pretty awesome. And actually my friends, Lena and Sean, who were here that we, we started gaming and streaming and playing together during the pandemic. And, you know, I'd say it maybe strengthened, but also hurts our friendship sometimes because you know how gaming can be. It's, it's aggressive. And if you notice, I'm not included in that. Oh, because, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Every single time I would go to join, yeah. I would have some sort of streaming error with like my <laughs> setup. Like I would have messed something up. So we would spend more time trying to like, you know, do some tech support on what I was doing so that I could stream. So you're more spectator. Yeah. And I'm like, for being such a tech savvy person, I have more tech problems because I think we overcomplicate it. I've enjoyed watching your streams. Yeah. It's been so much fun. And okay. So I just want to kind of shift to, like I said, we're obviously playing more games and stuff like that during the pandemic. Xbox Game Pass is one of my favorite things Thanks. because I can play so many games that I might not have ever played or right. thought about playing. I don't know if you're able to say like what like subscriptions we're at or like what the growth is or like just how are things going, you know, in the Game Pass side. Game Pass is doing really well. When I think about how Game Pass is doing, I, I think about both sides of it. I think about players like yourself who are finding new games, but also creators, creators who think that this can be a way for them, their games to get discovered because there's so many games that come out now. Like we know that. And how do you, as a creator, get some kind of discovery oxygen for your game, just people to play? And we put games in Game Pass and we're kind of selective because the community tells us we don't want all the games. We want to make sure you keep the quality bar high. We want to make sure it's great games. Might not be all the games I would have naturally kind of gravitated to from a genre perspective or whatever. But I want to know that the games that are in are of high quality. Uh, game Pass continues to grow a lot of growth on PC which has been a big focus for us over the last year of our Xbox app on PC has needed some work and teams have made great progress on that. The library of games continues to grow. Console's still growing, but PC's growing quite a bit faster, which is kind of what we'd expect just given how many of our console players already have Game Pass. It's been fun to see that. And what I really like are how many studios or publishers or creators come back to Game Pass. So they'll put a game in once, maybe they want to test it. What does this do for our business? And then when you see them coming back with their next game and their next game and continuing to come to the service, that must mean it's working for them. We need both sides to be happy. We need creators to be happy and players. Well, that's what's so exciting also I mean, for both of us because like we used to travel so much and like thankfully now like at our parents' house, we both have Xboxes there. So nice. we're set. But like when you're going somewhere and you don't want to bring an Xbox, to be able to play a lot of these games, not only on mobile, but on a PC yeah. is so incredible. And I think that's just so super powerful to be able to play on whatever console or whatever PC you have. It's always been a hard thing with games. Like if I think about my music, I'm a big music person. Like I can listen to my music wherever I go. I can be sitting in an airplane seat, wherever I am. I can I can listen to music. And more and more video showed up that way. I'm old enough to remember where you had to go to your TV to watch video. But now most people are watching video on their phone or on their iPad or whatever's in front of them. And gaming has always been one of those things that was mostly locked to this, like the television. Mm -hmm. I have to be in front of my television. Um, in order to go play the games I like to go play and really giving people choice on where they go play so that when they're away from their console or away from their PC, they can continue and not only play, but they can connect to their friends. So in your multiplayer games, even though I'm sitting on my G Cloud and I'm in a hotel room, I'm sitting there playing grounded with people. And for them, I'm just on Xbox. I also love all the fun collabs you've been doing. So <laughs> like in front of me, I have the IHOP little circular syrup dispenser. But like fun things like that is just... 
like this is the collab that I don't think that we all knew like that we needed. Like this <laughs> is incredible. And speaking of collabs, uh, and for Grounded because it recently you know was launched, your friend Rosanna Rosanna Pansino, she did a really fun uh, cake for, uh, yeah. for that video. It was really awesome. I was like, this is such a fun collab. So Xbox always does a really great job, you know, with like collabing and making things fun and exciting. I was like, I don't know if I want to eat the cake or play the game. I was like, I feel like I want to do both after watching this. You could do both. It's true. Because I, I was even I started playing play. the um, the Call of Duty campaign. Yeah. And my my first thought was like, what snack am I gonna have <laughs> while I'm eating what or while think I'm playing? Call of Duty campaign? Are you I had so say? much fun. I mean, I'm, am I allowed to say? You have the preview. I'm not in the preview. I was gonna, oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, so I've been enjoying it. Good. Yes. I mean, Call of Duty for me, especially Modern Warfare Two, was when I really got into Call of Duty. Like yeah. We still even have those Call of Duty, the Modern Warfare 2 sweatpants that I bought oh at gosh. Walmart. Yeah. Like in the little boys section. They have so many <laughs> holes in them and I've been wearing them ever since. But when I was playing, I was like, this looks so, like the graphics, everything looks so good. I was like, this looks like I'm watching a movie. And then I'm like, oh wait, I'm actually playing. Yeah, the Amsterdam settings are crazy. It's, it's like you look at now where video games, when they try to go realistic and not every art style tries to mirror the real world. But now with the the tech and the art capability, that's amazing to see what teams can do. And even when things are in motion, it's not always obvious like what's real world and what's in video games. It's the art form has just come along so far. Yeah. And it was fun too. Cause I've actually been playing on the TV where normally I'm playing on like either something like handheld yeah. or on like my smaller monitor in my office. So it was like, this is so great. Like it's such a cinematic experience. Yeah. So it's been really fun, Good. but I'm obviously super hyped for multiplayer. Cause that's where I absolutely love playing games and especially free for all. Like I was like a free for all champion i think in black ops 2 that was the yeah. official champion or no no, no no it was like self-proclaimed because it was like a leaderboard <laughs> okay. and then for once i was like oh my god i'm actually nice. pretty high and then I, I lost it but just in one day you'll I was, be back I was, yes you'll i'll be, be back. back that reminds me of when i had early access to microsoft flight simulator and i was literally on the leaderboard and then i remember that only the devs were playing and then i was like oh I'm going to lose. You're playing against the devs. <laughs> was, but. As like, I've worked on games and when you're working on a game, there's that moment before the game comes out where you think, you know, like, hey, I've been playing this game for a year. Like I've got my stuff together. Games hit the real world like instantly. Even the dev team like falls down. It's like what the community does playing games is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I have that picture though. It says, I don't know if it's a silly straw or Jenna or whatever, but like I'm on that leaderboard and you can't take that away from me. You took me. the picture. Yeah. Nice. I don't know where it is now. Yes. <laughs> but I have it in my memory and somewhere in my phone. So I guess speaking of games, what are you playing right now? So I am playing a lot of grounded. It freaks me out a little bit on how much you've played, but like the spiders and why well, I know the team, obviously obsidian, it's one of our teams, relatively small team, but the depth of that game and some of the artistic choices they made, just fantastic. I love co-op games. I'm not much of a PVP player because I'm not very good, but I love playing co-op games. So they did this shared world thing. So I, I have my shared world and a bunch of my friends, we all have access to the same world. So even when I'm not on or somebody's not on, anybody can go play up to four players. So the I'm sure somebody's on there now. We're building out our forts and we're playing. I'm playing Sir Persona 5 uh, right now, just coming to Game Pass. It's not a franchise I've spent a ton of time with. So getting to play and seeing all the players on Xbox, getting so excited. It's really fun. But most of my hours right now are probably in Grounded. Uh, before that, I was yeah. playing Cult of the Lamb. Either play Cult of the Lamb. I haven't, no. Satanic Animal Crossing is what I call it. Like, that oh, sounds amazing. Wait, wh why have I not heard of this? Like literally, I believe Cult of the Lamb should be in the Game of the Year Award like discussion. That's oh. my point of view. Fantastic. Is it uh, like co-op? Like can you play? No, okay. no. Single player. It is St. Animal Crossing. Like oh, my a, gosh. You have oh a no. cult. She's hooked. You have a world. It's not an island, but you, you've got your little cult area that you build out. Then you go on these 
call them dungeon runs to level up, gain resources. It is tongue in cheek hilarious. It's got this really cute art style, and then you realize like you're sacrificing your guys. Oh, oh my no. god, <laughs> this sounds incredible. Yeah, I was gonna Cult say this is also like Absolutely. super uncomfortable. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah, I need to get into that. I actually just started playing some Deathloop on PC, which I was playing. Ah. Yeah. I played on PC last year when it came out. I'm uh, a little behind. When it wasn't on Xbox console. <laughs> what an interesting game. Like yes. it's, I did my first loop and I'm not sure I really, even though I've talked to Dinga, the studio head, and I, can, I know the team, but I don't know that it really clicked what the game was. And then when you kind of start the second loop playthrough, you're kind of like, oh, I kind of get, <laughs> like I've got situational awareness of what's going on. And really, well, I love Arcane. Like it's such a good studio. Well, that's the thing too. I was like, I was on PC and I'm like, oh, what can I play? And I knew everyone was really excited about Deathloop. I saw it wasn't, you know, Xbox Game Pass. I was like, download. And then I I ran out of time, but I'm still, it's like something I'm looking forward to going back and playing. There's just too many games and not enough time. You've got to budget your time. I'm really bad at that. <laughs> but that's why I love the holidays because True. I feel like things start slowing down. So it's like the holiday season is where we definitely take advantage of that. I mean, all last like Christmas. Halo. We, we our, our childhood like bedrooms are like next to each other. So uh, when we go home, like you can just hear both of us like yelling back and forth because we're playing Halo. We're That's, playing the Halo campaign. Yeah, that is all we did. It's true. I was trying to beat it a hundred percent. And I think we literally, I, I don't know how much time we spent in our childhood bedrooms, but it was like, it was a very, very long time playing Halo. I think I almost beat it a hundred percent. Wow. It was a sickness. And co-op's <laughs> coming up. So you've got a legendary <gasps> co-op. Oh my God. What are you doing this Christmas? Let's I'm go. I'm sitting there in my childhood on. bedroom like, <laughs> playing. Uh, okay, speaking of Halo, if you guys are uh, listening, there's also a YouTube version of this with video. You can check that out. I have the Halo Haworth chair collab that Microsoft sent to me. And it's incredible. Yeah. I've gotten so many compliments. I've been using it in like the background of like Teams meetings and stuff. And I'll yeah. like, just like move my head over so that people know, you know, like it's a halo chair. Yeah. yeah. I want them to know. So that's been a really fun thing. And just going back to the collabs that you guys do, it's, it's awesome. And I agree. I think I can't take any credit at all for the <laughs> collabs that the team's been doing, whether it's the social team, they've been doing a lot of stuff on Twitter and other places with different brands or like physical things like you're talking about with the IHOP stuff. And I love the fact that the team kind of gets to the point where it doesn't have to take itself so seriously. Like not everything needs to be, exactly what somebody would expect but we can kind of be outside and realize that we work in a fun in industry and where it's about having fun it's about doing different things and i love that the team just has like they've got the bravery they'll go out and try things yeah we'll do that what is isn't minecraft running like a burberry collab right now i think that's true I, I didn't hear that i'm not well, sure maybe i think they are if i missed and this drop like i'm gonna be another upset. collaboration that who would have thought so I just, I love when the teams go out and just think outside the box and say, hey, well, let's try this, see what happens. Do you remember when there was an Xbox fridge? No. <laughs> There's no Xbox fridge. What do you <laughs> There's definitely not a life-size one. No. Definitely not. Definitely not three of Nobody them. Nobody knows that. No, nope, not me, Snoop, and, and one other person. <laughs> that was one of the coolest things. That was a- And Aaron Greenberg is kind of at fault for all of that stuff, <laughs> just so we're clear. Like, I think he's out there stirring the pot right now on some Xbox coffee maker, oh. which isn't a thing for people who are like, but he won't. Like, let it go. He just, it, Aaron Greenberg, for people who don't know, is our first party marketing, our games marketing person. Um, but yeah, he he loves his trinkets. It's He's so fun. Speaking it into existence. You never know. I, I think I might know. Okay, he one. knows. <laughs> uh, if anyone were, were to know, I would assume it's probably you. <laughs> That's usually not true, actually. <laughs> we actually went up to Redmond not too long ago. Surface. And, yes, mm -hmm. and got a chance to check out all the new Surface stuff. So I think yeah. it's just so fun to kind of see that crossover because obviously it's like we can play all of our games on the PCs. Yeah. So how is that kind of sort of seeing all of these new products released? So I've been at the company for an awful long time, as people remind me of often. I think it's critical for us that we have 
products that customers love. Panos and the team on Surface are so great at just pouring such energy into the products that they build. You sense that even when they announce them, how they talk about them, watching Steve Batiste doing the demos of the noise canceling and stuff. Like I know that team so well, and I know how proud they are of the work that they do. I just love when Microsoft's focused on consumers and users with stuff. So much of what the company does is big enterprise stuff, mm -hmm. company to company businesses. But us and Xbox, we have a couple brethren inside of the company. And I think of the Surface team that way. And they just do such a nice job. You can just see how much they care about the products that they build. And I, I love how they present them and how they talk about them. And I love using my Surface. It was so fun. Like I'd been to Microsoft before and got kind of a little tour, but this was like a full tour where we actually got to see like the textiles department. Oh, like, you went to we, the, okay. Oh yeah, so we got it. to yeah. see like the paint, like and so yeah. many little intricate details. Those are the things that matter, right? Yeah, right? and, and how end. much detail goes into it yeah. in the thought process. Cause it's like, being creative, like we know how much goes into setting up things like this, but you don't really think of I it. I saw you set this up. You it did. Yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't see earlier this morning. <laughs> she was yelling around. at me. Yeah. She's like, this doesn't look good enough. I'm like, oh, it's fine. But yeah, like there's so many things that go into it. And like you said, we got to see the paint lab. We, we got to see some like 3D printed yeah. you know, Xbox controllers yeah. and stuff like that. And we're like, this is really, really cool. Like the thoughts and the things that go into it. And one thing that I'm also very excited about is yes. you can now customize the Xbox Elite controllers. It's so good. Have it's, you gone up? Have you done already it? Already did it. Yeah. All pink. So I, you sent me a picture of yours and it was the exact same thing that I did. And thankfully I, I didn't hit submit yet because I'm like, well, I have to, you know, reimagine myself. I kept going back and changing things because I was like, there's so many options. But it's really cool. The Elite Controller is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. it's, Thanks. It's the best. Yeah, the team's had that on the path for a long time. We obviously started with the standard controller. People might have said we took it offline because it was working, but we didn't think that going back to like the attention to detail, we thought there were some issues with the website flow and stuff that we could make better. And then they really wanted to do the Elite Controller. And it was so cool that they were able to do that. Yes, it costs extra money, so it's not going to be for everybody. Just like the Elite Controller is not for everybody. Um, but I'm with you. Like in the look, it's your identity. And gamers love their identity from a gamer tag, from who they play with, from what games they play. So nobody will customize hardware. So good. So I'm assuming that you've customized one. What colors are yours or would yours be? So I have this weird thing that I do is I try to build the ugliest one possible. Oh, no. I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that from the beginning. So I'm usually like in the browns against like a tan and it, then like I'll pick some like random green. purple to put in the middle, which makes no sense. <laughs> But, and then when it shows up, like weirdly, it actually works, you know, cause sometimes when you see it on screen, all pink, like right. things that are all uniform look good. But if you get something that's crazy, eclectic, plus I have no design style at all. So I just kind of <laughs> like, it's almost random. They should just have a random, a random? they yeah. should just have a button that just randomizes the controller colors. And they write that down. <laughs> Do you put your no. gamer tag on it? P3. Okay, yeah. good. It's important. So nobody, like that is, that is yours. Nobody mm -hmm. can take that. Yeah, for me, I have two daughters and they're now out of the house. So it's just my wife, Kelly, and I celebrated our 31st wedding anniversary a month oh, ago. Congratulations. And Kelly has her own controller, also pink, mm -hmm. has her gamer tag on it. So she's more, don't touch my controller. Fair. Right. Like that's, mm -hmm. uh, I, I know the ones not to touch. And since I'm the only other one in the house, I know which ones are mine. I that always make sure I don't do the white controllers anymore because I'm usually eating Doritos or Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like oh no. Is, it's not so good. What we should do is make the controllers orange. They have orange. I know, but I should have yeah. customized that oh, so that yeah, I wouldn't I have known. I see. Is Doritos the go-to when you're playing? Mm, it depends on the day. Like, it might be chocolate. You're getting into the crunchy Cheeto crunches, the, yeah. the hard ones. I don't mm -hmm. know what they're called. 
Cheetos. Yeah, yeah just Cheetos. Yeah. Well, they have like the fluffy ones. <laughs> they have the hard ones. <laughs> I love that we're talking about Cheetos. <laughs> but I mean, no, Cheetos is getting into gaming. I mean, they're going to the metaverse now. Yeah. You have a yeah. Cheetos box over there. I know. Oh. I know. I'm excited about it. <laughs> Sometimes I don't Do they just send you stuff? <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's an embargo maybe box. Maybe they know of your love of Cheetos. They do. Okay. They just found out recently. So now, yeah. thank you. Did Cheetos. you maybe send something to them that say that I love Cheetos? I mean, or... maybe you just like talked about it a lot. Ah. And then finally, like they heard, which I think is kind of fun because it's like what Xbox is doing is like you guys are making things fun. Like you were saying before, it's like it is gaming, like doing this collab, like with IHOP and yeah. all of like those things. I feel like you're really embracing that. Thanks. And it's it's really great. Thanks. They're sending an email to Cheetos as we speak now. <laughs> I like Cheetos, but... Don't send me any Cheetos. But I like it. <laughs> it's video games. It's fun. We we build games for enjoyment. We don't build games to kind of punish other platforms or to kind of one up. Like maybe as I get older, I just think about life is finite. Time is the thing that we all want more of. And when we're spending our time, I'd rather spend time having fun, positive energy. What do we go do? And I, I love that gaming can do that. And like you said, the collaborations or whatever, just Showing up at work, I want people to be energized about being on the team and the things that we can go do. And um, because it's like, why do it if you're not having a good time? For sure. What are you able to tell us about kind of like the future of Xbox, whether that's, you know, game related or, you know, any partnerships or anything that's happening? What, what are you allowed to say? I'll check with my boss. <laughs> like Satya, I'll call Satya. Hey, Satya, what can I say? Oh, we actually have him on the teams. Do no. you? <laughs> no. On teams. You get that on brand, on Microsoft brand with teams. You Not thought, my first time. No. One thing we've definitely heard loud and clear is it's been too long since we've shipped kind of what people would say is a big first party game. We can have our excuses on COVID and other things, but in the end, I know people invest in our platform and they want to have great games. We're excited about 2023 and we've talked about games that are coming and those games are tracking well. We're kind of out of what COVID did to the production schedule. And as an industry, I think we're starting to, we have fewer games this holiday than we've had in a while. When you just think about the launches, you mentioned Call of Duty's coming, mm -hmm. God of War's coming, which is great. Nintendo's had a good year, but I'd say in general, we've been a little light, but I look at 23, 2023, and there's a great lineup of games coming that I'm excited about. Getting our first real Xbox first party games out of Bethesda, having them ship with Redfall and Starfield will be a lot of fun. As I mentioned, we're doing a lot more work on PC because um, I, I think PC is important. We have a big update to our Xbox app that's actually coming in a couple of weeks. And we've been constantly working, taking the feedback. We're investing more and more in stuff we're doing on cloud to enable people to play games where they can, wherever they want to go play. The partnerships have been interesting. Logitech just shipped a device. Razer just shipped a new device. We did our Samsung TV app. And I'm saying we're just going to continue focus on bringing great games to more people and giving them choice and value in where they want to go play. Longer term, we're all in. Like it's, we're thinking about new hardware. We're thinking about new styles of games, new partnerships, new first party things that we can go do. We're also spending more time even thinking about mobile and like, what do we mean for mobile players? Cause we don't really mean anything for mobile players right now. Um, so it's just an exciting time. All of that said, I'm also not to make it a downer, but I'm conscious that the economy right now is hitting our customers in different ways. We hear about that. So we do think it's important that gaming stays as a, not only we're talking about a way to connect when we're separate from each other, but also a, a real kind of cost-effective way for people to entertain. Because uh, as families come under more pressure, uh, gaming can be a nice outlet, whether it's Game Pass or games that you already own or the console that you already own. Just being able to, at a kind of affordable level, have families play and have fun together, I, I think is an important time. We are definitely a business around people having to want to do what we do. Like we're not 
a utility. We're not work. We're fun. People have to, with their heart, have to want to come and play Xbox. And we're going to constantly work to to earn that love. Right. And I was even thinking like when we were younger, like how we played games, like we would rent the games. Yeah. So it's just like a new, completely different way that like kids are growing up now playing games, like game passes, their rentals sort of thing. So it's, it's so different the way that that kind of changes. And so many kids now are growing up with like a touch-based first environment. That's right. So really thinking about what is mobile to all of these kids now who are trying to touch televisions. They're like, no, 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 that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Not, that's not what it is. So it's interesting to see like how companies are kind of you know, gearing things towards that next generation. Now, I'll watch like kids play something like Fortnite on a touch phone. I don't get it. Like, I don't know that I could ever do it, but I, I know <laughs> like, I'm old enough when my dad and I started playing, we were on um, first Pong, but then eventually I called the Atari 2600, which was, you know, one joystick, one button. Right. Like, and that's how we played basketball. It's how we played baseball games. So we played adventure games. Like we played with literally one button and in one joystick for people who grew up in that generation, you look at a controller today and the thing looks like like it's crazy. The number of buttons and combinations and triggers. Now they're on the back. Like right. you got all this stuff going on. And it, I think it's just the natural evolution. Now I watch somebody who's playing on a touch screen. I'm like, how can you ever do that as I sit there and play <laughs> on the controller? You know, and like my dad looks at me playing a controller. Like, how do you do that? Gaming, if anything, constantly evolves. Something and interesting. When we went to Microsoft. We saw these Xbox controllers that were different sizes. Yeah. And they scaled the controller up so it would kind of simulate what it would be like if a child was holding yeah, it. Yeah, that was part of our user testing. It was so cool. It was like the coolest thing ever because like I never would have thought of, of that being something that you would want to test. Yeah, as most of the people who work on Xbox are adults. They're all adults. And <laughs> you try to think about, well, what would it be like to be eight years old and have to hold this controller? Well, what you do, instead you can bring in eight-year-olds and have them tell you and... You can make a controller that kind of is the same ratio. We do a bunch of work like that in our hardware labs. Like the, the user research, you know this. Gamers love to give us feedback. Oh, yeah. So as much <laughs> feedback as we can get before we launch things is helpful. Well, I think that's great too because it's like listening to them because these are the people that you're serving. It's the same for us as making you know, you know, YouTube videos. It's like, oh, you didn't like that. Okay, well, let me take that feedback and never do that again. Yeah. But oh, I just block them when I said no. Smart, smart. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> just, just, kidding. Like a, just kidding. A little mute. Some of them need to be blocked. It's true. Clear. That Some is fair. But I mean, that's the hard part. It's like as much as you try, like you're not going to be able to make everyone happy. So it's kind of like how can you cater to each of these audiences to at least make as many people happy as possible. When people ask me about getting into the games industry, it's kind of a weird segue from what you just said, but I'll come back that the thing I, I say is go create something, whether it's a video content, whether it's an audio podcast, whether it's like a, a Roblox level or Minecraft thing, and then get used to the fact that you're going to put something out and it's going to get feedback. Mm -hmm. And the thing that you put out there can't defend itself. Like there's going to be people who love it. There's going to be people who let's say don't love it. And you have to make sure as a creator that that's part of what you're looking for. I mean, you two know this better than I do that because you, you you've been creating content for a long time you do a great job at it but everything you put out kind of has to live on its own because the last thing you can do is actually go out and try to defend things that you create that right. never works and it's very brave to go and create something and put it out in the in the world because it will get scrutinized but if you love that and some of us do and the iterative process of like you said i think is perfect like okay i learned from that I probably won't do that exact same thing again. I might kind of turn it, change mm -hmm. it by 10% and, and move over this direction. That is what creators do. That's what you do. That's what you've been doing for a while. It's what we try to do at Xbox. And that feedback is so important. So I guess another thing, obviously I'm a huge Call of Duty fan. Yeah. So the Activision news I think was pretty shocking to so many people. So like, how's that all kind of going to play out? Yeah, so we're in regulatory process right now, which means we don't have any 
decision making or any authority over obviously what Activision's doing. They're they're their own business standalone. We announced in January um, of 2022 our intent to acquire Activision Blizzard King. And now we are in the regulatory process, which means I spend a lot of time in front of regulators uh, talking about this industry and what our intent is with the deal. We expect that it will close in this fiscal year for Microsoft, which is this crazy thing that ends in June, like another big June to end our fiscal year, but it's ended in June. We think kind of in that time frame is when it will close is what we announced at the beginning. I'm pretty confident in the deal closing, like as I'm spending time with regulators, I think they're asking good, honest questions about a big deal. As you mentioned, something the biggest deal Microsoft's ever done, definitely the biggest deal I've ever done. Keeps me up at night sometimes. <laughs> I think it's keeping me up at night. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all up. It's going to happen, but it's, it's okay. It's a good thing. It's I'm excited good. about the opportunity. Like I know a lot of the teams there. Uh, we've been working with them for years in terms of shipping great games on the platform. They just have skills that we don't have. Definitely, as we were talking about, platforms. They've done so much on mobile that we've never done. When I think about the back catalog at places like Blizzard and Activision, I think there's incredible just treasure trove of games to go look at. The teams there are very motivated to continue to make progress on the work that they're doing um, in building games. So we're I'm spending a lot of time, as is the team, with regulation. I know it's a normal part of the process. I'm confident and I'm excited. I think I'm going to learn a ton as we go through this. Yeah, I think it's pretty exciting. I mean, how do you see that kind of going forward for like Xbox? Will that mean more games or will that mean? And I know a lot of people were upset thinking like, this is going to be not on PlayStation anymore. Like, yeah. What's going to happen? And I mean, obviously that would be segregating a huge audience of gamers. Yeah, so we're that's... not taking Call of Duty from PlayStation. I know that, which isn't exactly what you asked, yeah. but just uh, like punch that one in the nose. Yes. I, that's not our intent. Our intent is not to do that. And as long as there's a PlayStation out there to ship to, our intent is that we continue to ship Call of Duty on PlayStation, similar to what we've done with Minecraft since we've owned that. We've expanded the places where people can play Minecraft. We haven't like reduced the places. And it's been good. It's been good for the Minecraft community, my opinion. And I, I want to do the same as we think about where Call of Duty can go over the years. For Xbox itself, like players who have invested in our console, I think the biggest addition that you're going to see is some great games coming to Game Pass to go to the Game Pass love. This isn't going to be about pulling, as I said, those communities off of mm -hmm. other platforms, but I want to be a great place for people to see those games. The more and more we think about Xbox as a place that I go to play games across many different screens, I think the capability that Activision Blizzard can have across those screens can be helpful to us as teams because they've done a nice job. If we look at where people play their games today, they've been on this journey for a while and I think they can teach our teams some things in that space and, and we can learn and, and we get to go play with some old games. That's great. That is there. very exciting. I'm sure like the initial backlash was probably people being like, you're taking this away from us. But that's the one thing that I love about like, you know, Xbox and, you know, you've said many times like you're, you want everyone to play games. Like at the end of the day, like you just want to be inclusive and you want to expand and have, you know, as many people as possible playing as many games and having access to it. So that's yeah. one thing that I love about, you know, Xbox. There's definitely a sentiment out there sometimes where it's kind of the two may enter, one may leave, like that there's only one winner in gaming. I tend not to look at it that way. Mm -hmm. I think the winner is us when we get to play great new games that come out. I think that's, that's the important thing that we try to focus on. Honestly, like we build a deal model and whatever that means. But as we look at it, nowhere in this deal is PlayStation kind of going down in its share or anything else that wasn't part of our model at all um, and what we were trying to go do. But I also know PlayStation rightfully over the years has earned a lot of fans that love their PlayStation and they've earned that as a company. So I understand people can get worried when they hear this kind of news and they're like, okay, you know, what's going to happen to the platform that I love to go play on? 
and that's why right after it came out that we announced the deal, the, I, I know Twitter's kind of a funny place to talk <laughs> about policy, but I tweeted out, and it was right, that I'd have a conversation with them that our intent isn't that Call of Duty won't go anywhere. And I wanted to get that out early because, as you said, like I, uncertainty just makes things boil over. Because that sure. would be my first thought as well. It's like, wait, that's a competitor. So that doesn't make any sense. But obviously that's not the case. So it's very, very exciting. <laughs> Do you want to ask the one question I was telling you that you were going to bring back? Oh my gosh. Okay, so what? We bring it back? <laughs> when I first started making YouTube videos, I used to just go up to like random celebrities that I would see at events, be like, what's your favorite treat? Like that was my interview <laughs> treat? question. Treat. treat. Yeah, like yeah. a snack. Yeah. So I thought, we'll bring that one back. What it's is almost your... Halloween. So you it know, is. It's like, yeah, it's a trick or treat. So what's well, your Well, we don't know when this is going to get posted. We don't know. When we Halloween. are recording this, it is almost <laughs> Halloween 2022. <laughs> we'll and we see. thought it would be a good time for you to bring about, back the There might be a lag sometimes. No, this is, get recorded this is a VIP podcast. It's yeah, so Lena's editing this one. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll get done. Like it could be anything, like a candy, like a, like a fruit. I love eating bananas. <gasps> I do too. Yeah. But well, okay, here's the problem is the, the ripening. There's a problem? Well, yeah, because I can't ever get them at the, they, they have to be like a perfect ripening. So and not it, green. No. Not brown. No. Right, yeah. Somewhere like yellow. right in between. So there's, yeah. there's like a two-day window if I don't eat all the bananas. You no, know, the trick when you go to the grocery store that I figured out on this one, you actually don't have to buy the full thing. Mm, like you mm -hmm. can buy them two or three at a time. Because the problem is you buy them when they're right and then they get overripe. So I here's the problem with when you order online. Sometimes sometimes it'll say two, three, four. Wait a minute, like, wait a minute. Are how we many? ordering bananas online? <laughs> yes, we are. I feel like, no, then you're not getting any defense from me. <laughs> no, like, no. I, this, this is her problem. I think she hit like, oh, I want four bananas. They she got four like four bundles, bundles of yeah. bananas. Um, I'm you're allergic to bananas. I know. No, that's like, there was like 40 bananas. It yeah. was ridiculous. So what did like, you do? I put some in the freezer. I think I gave some to Sean over there. Can you freeze bananas? Yeah, and then you can put them in a smoothie. Just ignore that. Just, um, I didn't know you could freeze bananas. Yeah, you then you can put them in a smoothie. Did you oh, do that? Okay, you don't no. freeze them and then eat them like a banana. <laughs> no, no, no. Are they still in there? Probably. No, yeah. I don't know unless I threw them away. I'm not sure. Yeah. Is there a game about bananas? Like some type of? Like, I don't even know. I feel like there, there needs is, to be some type uh, of like... Donkey Kong Country. DKC, oh, there you go. Room. Right. Yeah. Uh, wasn't that the one you had bananas that you picked up? I think that's right. Mario Kart. I mean, that's oh, not a, it's a classic. It is. Yeah. Banana throw. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that is but, so funny. I'm allergic to bananas, so. Really. Yeah. I haven't tried in a decade. Maybe it like went away. I was Pro thinking similar <laughs> to Mario Kart affords us. So <gasps> what if we like do a banana DLC? Like throw one out the window? Like the next Forza is motorsport. And I'll say that team really hardcore on the simulation. Like really? they, you don't. Yeah. Horizon. We might get that in Horizon. I could see okay. that. Because you guys did the like Lego. They have the bowling pins mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. You could see them doing like the slippery banana. I think that'd but be good. Next I, one's motorsport and. I just got the, it's the Logitech uh, racing wheel. How uh, do you use it? Well, I, I literally just got yeah. it, which I'm excited. Their new G series, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm really excited because I was playing Forza, you know, obviously took a little I'm bit of, of a break. I'm so bad. Well, so I'm garbage with the controller. So I was like, maybe it'll be better. Yeah. If I sit down in one of the simulators, you know, they have yeah. with it. I'm still garbage on the wheel. I just have learned to play with a controller. Um, but I know some people and they like dock that thing and it's like locked in so you can really okay. grind on it. Oh man, because I just got it. So like I was about to unbox it and like set it up because I was really excited to get back into Forza. And like I said, I'm bad with the controllers. So I was like, maybe I'll be better. Now you have me nervous. You'll you be better. I can feel <laughs> it. You'll be better. Are you I, a good driver in real life? Uh, I drive a Jeep Wrangler. Nice. So you're kind of indestructible in a mm -hmm. Wrangler, right? So that's my my car thing because it <laughs> gets me up snowboarding, which I love. And my good driver, I think so. Kelly tells me that I gawk too much when I'm driving. <laughs> So I, I do, my head's a little bit on a swivel, but I haven't been in an accident in like 20 years. So oh, it's pretty good. good. Yeah, that's a good record. I don't speed. That's so good. So she tells Very me important. I drive too slow. 
Because mm-hmm. I'm not like in a hurry to get anywhere. I just want to be safe. It's fair. And Is that how you drive in Forza too? Safe? No. Okay. No. no. <laughs> I loved Forza Horizon 5 last year. I think it was fast. It was yeah. really fun. Yeah, it so was great. good. And the treatment in Mexico I thought was great. Like the team just said a nice job of engaging local artists and musicians. When the Hot Wheels came out, I finished that. The team at Playground, who's now working on Fable, got an update on that recently, which looks great. Such a good team. I'd say the thing I'm probably most excited about over the next couple of years is a lot of the teams that have joined Xbox over the last, say, four or five years, starting to see their next thing. Because some of them, when they came part of the team, like take Psychonauts 2 from Mm -hmm. Double Fine, they were obviously in the middle of development when they became part of Xbox. Still, I thought it was a fantastic game. But now we're starting to see what the teams are working on next and their first kind of first party games. And I get really excited just about their ambition to go do cool new things and getting to talk to them. They're having a lot of feedback as we're looking right now at like future platform stuff and what we might be doing and getting those creators telling us what they wish they could do mm-hmm. in their games today that they're not able to do. And uh, that is just so, so important for us. And as we look at where our platform is going to go. That's great. Cause then that'll set you up for the future. You're like, okay, so we need this, this, and this. That's totally true. Yeah. I mean, it's like you building your YouTube videos that I'm sure when you're thinking about your production tool chain, you're like, okay, this part's too slow. This doesn't work. I need an editor that does this. Like we're, we literally get the same feedback, not just from first party, but the first party teams get to see the roadmap a little bit earlier so they can tell us if we're just being idiots in certain places, right. which they do. <laughs> um, going back to getting feedback. Feedback's a gift. We like to say it's always a gift. But as we have ideas about things that we might want to try next and how we might incorporate that either into the silicon work that we're doing or the hardware that we're doing or service work, We test it with our first party teams. Hey, what do you think of this? But it starts with asking them, what are you thinking about doing next in your game? I was recently in Japan and I was spending time with Kojima-san and talking to him about the game that he's building with us. And just really cool to hear him, like here are the things I wanna go do in this game. And our engineers literally right there listening and trying to make sure that our platform makes those things possible. Because in the end, the plastic that we ship or the platform that we build is only as good as the games that run on it. Like that's mm-hmm. people, gamers play games. They don't play the silicon. They don't play the service. They play the games itself. That's the thing that I get most energized by. And it's nice. Now I can get out on the road and actually go visit teams and talk to them again. Right. I mean, I feel like that's going to make such a huge difference too going forward. Cause I feel like there was such a delay in not only, you know, production with things, but even communication. It's like, you can only do so much digitally where you actually want to be in person playing games so and experiencing right. it. Especially when you're doing gameplay testing and like, literally I just want to hand you a controller and it might be gray box on screen, but I want to see what does it feel like to move this around? How does this feel? It's, it's not easy to do that in the iterative way uh, that you can do it in person. And now that teams are more in person, we're getting to travel more, um, getting more face-to-face time with the teams. Our engineers are going out. I can see it. Like I can see it mm-hmm. as an industry. Things are accelerating again and it feels good. And even going to Japan too, like having some sort of language barrier, being able to maybe not be able to speak, but feeling that emotion and that kind of thing, I think is what is so amazing about being able to actually go and be in person again. It is the most energizing part of my job. I never take it for granted that I get to go and meet with teams, whether they're our own teams or third-party teams, when they're early in development and they'll literally hand me a controller and I get to play the game before it's done, well before it's done. And we just have like a constructive conversation about what they're trying to do and what's working. And I think about myself as like an eight-year-old kid (laughs) playing on my Atari 2600 to where I am today and getting to do that. 
like I almost get emotional about it. That it's like the both the privilege of it, but just how special it is. I mean, I've this has always been what I want to do, and getting you right that human connection with creators that are building games, um, and feeling what they're doing, and um, getting to play a role in that whole industry is is really special. I mean, even for us as children mm-hmm. sitting in our parents' living room, like playing video games together, and now we're like we're getting a chance to chat with you is. Kind of bringing it around full circle. Yeah, thanks. Like you're yeah. sitting in her living room. Yeah. Like this is, this is in wild. A chair. In Newly a pink chair. painted living room. Yeah. Freshly, Freshly painted. painted. Freshly painted. Pink chair. We did give you the option to sit in the halo chair. I but like the pink it was chair. on wheels though. You might have, you know, yeah. I like been the sco- pink chair. That's what it's I thought. Nice. I was like, I think you're gonna be into this. And you didn't yeah. have to hold the microphone like we are. I I made sure that But you know, I can't touch this because don't touch it. You can't touch it. It did fall down. Just don't move. Yeah, I did. I wasn't injured much. No. <laughs> Next time, I will have a podcast studio. And this is great. This, no, I like it works. Out here. It works. It's great. Yeah, it's cozy. But I mean, this was amazing. Like, we really appreciate you. You know, spending time and chatting with us. Is there anything that you know you want to tell the audience or or get out there before before we wrap up? I always try to say the same thing, which is to thank people for all the support. You know, when I think about where we are as Team Xbox. In the journey, we we don't always get everything right. We get a lot of feedback from people. I believe that the team has real desire to exceed the expectations of the customer. Sometimes we do that, sometimes we don't. But when I get to sit down or spend time online with people who love what we do, this last weekend I was in Seattle for the Halo Championships, oh, yeah. the eSport, and just feeling the positive energy in the room. So many people coming up and talking to me about what Halo has meant to them or what Xbox has meant to them. It's such an just like, soulful connection to what we we get to do and i i never take for granted that people have choice in where they play and that they invest their time they invest their money um, and their friendships and people that they build the friendships they build on our platform and it just it matters a ton so thanks everybody for that i'll still remember when we were at one of your old houses this is back in the day we would have our friends over we would play four people halo Multiple, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. In, like you know, old school land parties. Like yeah. we're just sitting on the couch, just playing Halo nonstop. I think we had a little bit more free time there, but like mm-hmm. that's still one of like my fondest memories. It was just so so much fun. People ask me about my favorite game, and I always go to my favorite gaming experience is a game called Voodoo Vince that I finished with my daughters for the first time. And my youngest was probably like two, one or two, sitting on my lap with a controller that wasn't even plugged in. <laughs> and then my three, four year old was next, and we would alternate when we would die and we'd pass back and forth and we finished the game together now they're like 27 24 and it's still the voodoo vince moment they have the little plushy doll that came out with the game and you're right we a lot of times get focused on just what the game is or what the experience is or where i played at what platform and in the end i think it's as much about the joy and experience and us thinking about those experiences together i mean you just talking about as sisters with rooms next to each other and playing mm-hmm. like those that that's what it's about <laughs> Right, it's we were full so grown good. adults, <laughs> yeah, and still doing it. <laughs> Literally last year, we'll do it this year too. But yeah, yeah. It, it really is experiences and just the memories, and like you can literally feel the emotions thinking back to things we did a decade, two decades mm-hmm. ago, and it's it's all because of video games, which is wild. Right. But thank you so much for being here. It was so great to have you on the podcast for a third time. Hopefully, third time. there will be Am a I the fourth, only three time. I think so. Pa- Panos, I think, was also three. He was. So, oh. yes. so you guys oh. are tied. Which, by uh, the way, Panos is way better than I. Am. Come on, way I think I may have I like said, more than said I like we might try to get in like maybe we can all play a game one day together because he said Does Panos like, play video games? No, well we're gonna get him okay. into it. So what he said he was gonna have on? his daughter play Fortnite for him. Yeah. So, no, yeah. we're, we're gonna play we should get him on Fall Guys. Anybody <gasps> oh, can God. play Fall yes. Guys. Come on, we can do that. All right, we could do that. We could squad up. Okay. okay. I think it'd be great. Panos, yeah. it's on well, we'll have We'll have to reach him. We'll have to discuss. Yeah, I've got my Master Chief outfit in Fall Guys. I'm ready. Really? Yeah, yeah. 
That's nice. Oh, man. All right. Well, we have to make that happen because yeah, that would be fun. We'll, we'll let Panos know. But thank you so much for being here. Thank it you was for having so me. awesome to have you. And thank you guys for listening or watching. And we'll see you next time on the Same Brain Podcast. Bye. I Bye. promise I'm going to edit all of the videos that I haven't finished. Can I get that in writing? Yeah. Well, it's in video. So this is even better than writing. Is it? I don't know. Oh. Okay. Bye. Don't move because we don't want that to fall on you. Yeah, don't, you're stuck. <laughs> I didn't touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs>